Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling to X Pod. Again, the code Wrestling to X Pod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to and watching the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao coming to you with another edition of our live wrestling talk. Uh, sabi nga namin nung pre-show we're coming off another recording from just a couple hours ago. So we'll let you know right now that our audio-only episode for this week will be out by Friday. So medyo napalate ng konti because we adjusted to the schedule of this week's guest. And that is Tengu. You may remember him uh, best for that main event match he had against JDL at PWR Homefront. He was also uh, here in the Philippines for Vendetta 2017 as part of the regime alongside Dr. Hertz. So we get to catch up with him. Uh, Chino makes a new friend. They get along very, very well because they're both film majors. Yes, so, also, yeah. also, uh, also big into the old boy, the original old boy. Big into all the movies and big into food. Which he said, yeah. he's gonna take. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we're all big into food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially in these times, about time of the pandemic. Uh, we gotta say hi, by the way, to everybody who's watching us tonight on the Facebook live stream and on Kumu. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what's up to Justin Philip? I, I, I'm not sure if we've said hi to him. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Justin. Uh, to everybody smashing those hearts or yung mga nagpapadala ng V-Cut party, pulang kabayo, lechon, halo, halo, keep it coming. Uh, we're also taking questions, by the way, kasi yung mga pag-uusapan natin, uh, we've got uh, the G1 Climax, we've also got Retribution as usual, and we're predicting Hell in a Cell, among other things. So that's what's on our, our plate for tonight. So if you want to chime in on tonight's conversation, all you have to do is leave a comment and then um, ask, uh, ask those questions about whether you're on Facebook or on Kumu. Okay, so let's start with the biggest item on our list, and that is Kota Ibushi. Winning G1 Climax 30 this past weekend. So it's a big deal because he's won it twice back-to-back. And he's the first guy to do that since Tenzan in 03 and 04. That's right. Uh, he's also the, only the seventh multiple-time winner uh, of the G1 series. Uh, my, my series before, it was called the G1. But uh, for the purposes of this conversation, we're not counting that. So nobody really expected it uh, at this point. I, it's safe to say that nobody also 
expected that particular finals matchup of Sanada and Ibushi. Uh, I think people were expecting some sort. People were kind of expecting Sanada, but also were expecting guys like uh, Jay White. Maybe uh, sometimes some people even maybe expected Will Osprey, but that's that wasn't gonna happen. So nobody was calling for a Kota Ibushi back to back. But looking back now at how Naito kind of neutralized his G1 win last year by winning the double championships at Wrestle Kingdom this year. It makes more sense if uh, they're building Ibushi up to be the big winner or the new star uh, in New Japan. Yeah, no, diba si Ibushi ngayon nanalo last year. So Naito yes. uh, went through the, the that long road to get to the two belts, diba? Yes, he did. Uh, it was his time kasi that then. So now, uh, apparently, it is Ibushi's time. As you know, Wrestling, uh, New Japan wrestling is a uh, long form storyteller. No matter what we like, no matter what we feel in the short term, Gato's not going to listen to it. And uh, they're always going to be set in their ways when it comes to the stories and the people they want to push. And Stan, hey, there you are. Well, okay, so I was just wondering as Stan froze for a bit if this was actually an obvious pick. Like, I. I'm very behind on my G1, but I didn't see him winning either. Uh, no, it really wasn't. Um, I thought of it when he was already in the finals, but I really do think that more people maybe chose Evil, maybe chose uh, Jay White, maybe even Joe Snyder for some reason. But I didn't really think that they were going to get back to Ibushi back-to-back. So it shows that they really have faith in the Golden Star. Uh, they're looking at him as one of the bigger draws in New Japan, especially after Kenny left for AEW. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty interested in uh, some of the other things that shook out nung uh, G1 finals. So I I haven't seen it. I've only seen yung mga tweets and some of the highlights. Uh, but apparently, there's a new faction being led by Will Osprey. Yes, uh, he is apparently calling it Empire because he is British and British are imperialists. And his his new henchman, the great Okan, is a Genghis Khan type of character. So Empire, Empire, that's the Empire. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be adding people. Some people called for Yo to be added to the to the match after um, you know to turn on Okada, but they haven't added anyone just yet. I don't know who else they could add as well. Maybe our boy Robbie Eagles could be a fit, but he's. I think he's very happy in chaos as well. Well, basically, is this like an all Brit, all Aussie stable? No, no, no. Uh, this dude, the other dude they have, because is Japanese. He is a former young boy who got sent to Rev Pro in the UK. So, British connection there, but he is very much Japanese, pretending to be Mongolian. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. I say that sounds a lot like our friend who is Filipino who lives in the UK but is pretending to be Japanese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it made much. him pretend to be Japanese. And it's wrestling. Right? In wrestling, and it's, it's very wrestling. common for people to pretend that they're another nationality. Right? Yes. One last thing on New Japan. They also announced over the weekend that Wrestle Kingdom will be a two-day event once again, kind of like last year. But I'm not sure if the cards will be as stacked as they were last year. Uh, knowing them, 
it likely could be, especially if uh, Japan goes back to normal when it comes to their COVID restrictions and all that. Depends on who they have by then. I think uh, with travel restrictions relaxing all around the world, they may have enough people. So if you can get guys like Kenta and Jeff Cobb back from the U.S., then there is no reason why they can run a full-on New Japan card by then, by January. Yeah, the idea is that everybody will be will be back. They all hands on deck, Nasilla by then. Um, John Moxley hasn't been on New Japan in a very long time, and he's still U.S. champion, right? Yep, he. I don't think he can afford to be away from AEW for that long. Uh, I don't know how many quarantine period if you get into Japan from the U.S., but they are looking to do something with him because there's a new regime change in New Japan. AEW still wants to work with them. So I don't think they're letting go of John Moxley as U.S. champion just yet, even though it's been more than 30 days, which was yeah, the reason why they stripped him the first time. Yeah, this, this working relationship with New Japan and AEW has been strongly hinted at, especially lately in uh, yes. the Western news site. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it come Wrestle Kingdom time, especially when, you, when Japan's borders have Ex- expectedly loosened up about them. They're allowing tourists to come back to Japan now, and so it's, it's going to be an interesting look into New Japan's future with this new regime. On a final note, uh, I want to get your thoughts on Sanada not winning because he made it to the finals, and there is a subset of the New Japan fan base that's been calling for this year to be Sanada's time. Apparently, it's still not his time. So, will it ever happen, or will the rug keep getting pulled out from underneath him? Okay, after having after having followed uh, New Japan in various degrees over the years, at this point you gotta keep remembering that they don't bow to short term pressure. Uh, they don't bow to short term sentiment from the fans. So what you feel now, just keep stoking that. Or I mean, I'm talking to the fans here, right? What they feel now, just keep stoking that because they will eventually pounce on that when they when they want to do it. Like now. Um, if it's, if it's going to be Kota Ibushi's time next January, uh, they're going to do that. The same way they determined that it was Naito's time this January or you know last January. So they really work on their own pace. They don't care about what... They kind of don't care about what people think in the short term because they want to tell their own stories their own way. Right, right. Uh, any final thoughts, Chino, on New Japan before we get to shoutouts? I mean, like I said, I'm still behind, so... <laughs> Japan. I can't really offer a lot on this topic. All right. Uh, let's get to a couple of shout outs before we go to WWE. We're saying what's up to Stuart Gan, who's tuned in over hey, on YouTube. Thanks for joining us, man. It's been Thanks, a while. Stuart. Also, see Boss Mike Yap is on. Boss Google. Mike Yap. What up, man? Oi, Mike Yap. He also, also sent us a V cut. Yes. And oh, he sent us two V cuts. Yum, 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 nice. boss. Yeah, that's another sh- Prince RJC sent us a halo, halo. He also let his thoughts be heard by saying Mox got stripped of the title last year because he can't defend it because the typhoon hit Japan. Yes, not exactly. because he was able to return. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't able to return. Yeah, because he can't get, he couldn't get the, the typhoon. typhoon. Right, right, yes, right. Uh, so at all. See, saying what's up to new joiners, Kurt Kevin Spolita, one two one, Dashi Jane, oh four, Jilly VV Galigao, eight nine nine two, and lovely Sarte, 
Thank you for dropping by our feed. Guys, again, please continue to smash those hearts. Let us know if you like what you're seeing so we can give you more of it every week. Stan C just left the chat, leaving Ro and I to talk about the next item on our agenda, which is APAC Wrestling or APAC Wrestling. Yeah, APAC Wrestling. So uh, if you did not see the post last Sunday, if you didn't catch the big announcement, my PW founder, Shaukat, has uh, revealed that he is starting up a new promotion based in Malaysia. It's called Asia Pacific Wrestling, APAC Wrestling. Uh, it's going to be a weekly episodic wrestling show, according to him. That will not that will feature not only Malaysian wrestlers, but also wrestlers from around the Southeast Asia region. And I think others as well. So it's big news. Uh, it's one more thing. To, it's one more company for us to follow because there is an opportunity for wrestlers from the Philippines to be on it, especially when uh, travel restrictions relax a little more. What do you guys think of the new op- uh, the new promotion? It's interesting though that he launched a new promotion in the in the at the be- very beginning of Malaysia's second lockdown. Uh, oh, as far right. as I know, Malaysia just went back into lockdown. So uh, I'm curious to see as to how he'll be able to operate said promotion under very tight uh, restrictions. But again, still very invested in the growth of the Southeast Asian wrestling scene. So forgot forgot to mention to sorry. Forgot to mention that the APAC wrestling will be launched in the middle of November. So that's next month. It seems as though uh, you asked how they are able to operate. It seems as though they might have produced content uh, before this, so before the lockdown, oh. the second lockdown, it seems as though Meron is a lang bala sa sa balinida. Sam, uh, what do you got to say about this? Oh, I, I'm happy for Shaukat and for the people behind APAC Wrestling. You know, anytime there's a new company that gets formed, but that's always an opportunity for people to get involved, for people to work. Yung goal nga naman niya is to enhance the region. So when he says the region, that means kasama tayo, the the Philippines. So I'm really looking forward to the time when uh, we're finally rid of the whenever the hell that'll be. Um, I'm excited for that studio. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys were able to talk about that. Yeah, it was really good. It looks nice. Uh. uh, The the ring is obviously new. It's so clean. And I hope that Sina Shaukat and whoever else is behind APAC Wrestling can really make some noise in the best way possible so that this can pick up if and when travel is possible again. We got to shout out our boy, Matt Del Rosario, for designing the APAC Wrestling logo. So he's got hey. a big hand in that. Right. Oh. Admin Angelo saying, hey, he's asking if the promotion is separate from what I assume is my PW. Yes, it's separate. My PW is the training ground for Malaysian wrestlers. And then APAC Wrestling will be a showcase for wrestlers of the Southeast Asia region. Yeah, so there. Admin Angelus also asking if we'll make our way to APAC Wrestling. Uh, we have to get rid of the Rona first, man. Yeah, uh, mahirap, uh, mahirap na ba bansa Yeah, I mean, but they they did open it to non-essential travel, pero really uh, at this time, uh, traveling still not a very good idea. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to have a lot to travel outside of the Philippines. Like you have to have money for a test. You have to have money for your 14-day quarantine and wherever you're going. Then you have to yep. have money for your travel. So, maraming kailangan. And we don't, we just do not have that right now. Yep. I I, so, I have, have pandemic budget. Tayo. <laughs> yeah, more or less, I know what Malaysia is doing because of the other comedians over there as well. And I know that they have a better handle on things. 
and over here in the Philippines. But that still doesn't exempt anybody flying over from all the expenses and the time that you need to, you know, do what you need to do. It's it's not it's travel isn't normal nowadays for for this under these conditions. So it'll be it'll it'll be a while before people can even get over there to wrestle. Yeah. At the very least, it's just something to get excited about. Right? It's it's positive news from the wrestling industry here in the region. And who knows? I, I guess the best case scenario is that uh, when all of this is over, it can make so much noise that we get the eyes of WWE. And you know, if it leads to like a performance center in Southeast Asia, great. If it leads to like a potential talent pool from the region, great. Right? Uh, shout out to Lance Tan Ong, by the way. Uh, ng halo halo just a few minutes hey, ago. Hey, thanks, Lance. Hello, hello. He sent us a Tatak Star Magic. I don't know what that is. He sent us a few V Cut party packs. Did, did you guys say Star Magic? Did he say Star Magic? Yeah, yeah no. he said uh, Tatak Star Magic. That was also a thing you can send. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Because I was thinking of ABS-CBN, and I was gonna, I was gonna bitch about the PBB auditionee who's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yes, the ABS-CBN shutdown. Tapos like audition for Big Brother. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can't really shit on on the people auditioning for PBB because they do that on Kumu. Apparently, <laughs> now. Okay, okay. I will okay, leave okay, that alone. Okay. I will stop. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Raw and SmackDown season premieres. The Beauty Authority Podcast, hosted by Dr. Vicky Bello. Hi, this is Dr. Vicky Bello, and why do I think I'm a beauty authority? Well, I've been in clinical practice of dermatology and cosmetic surgery for the last 30 years. And so what we're trying to do with this podcast is to combine the scientific knowledge and research that we always do with the practical, clinical, everyday experience with patients. So I thought this would be a nice, unique way to share with you knowledge about skincare and beauty, etc. Join me and Katrina Razon, your beauty authorities. Brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. All right, we're back. Uh, we also got to tell you, by the way, that uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends from Shopback. Did you know that Shopback is Asia Pacific's number one pre-shopping destination? That's right. Uh, it's not your ordinary rewards platform because Shopback users get a portion of your money back when you shop on partner e-stores using Shopback. You can use Shopback before you shop and get cash back in over 500 online partner stores. That's both international and local. So you can go on Booking.com, Agoda, Zalora, Nike, Adidas, Citibank, Food Panda, ING, Latin, Pueding, Puede, as long as you download the app and use our link. That is app.shopback.com slash wrestling podcast. Again, app.shopback.com slash wrestling podcast. Download the app. And the best part about Shopback is that you get to enjoy exclusive discounts on your voucher codes on top of the cashback. You get to double your savings when you shop with us and the cashback you get is transferable to your bank account, to Gcash, and or PayPal, making the redemption process easier and hassle-free. So again, if you want to download Shopback, you can do it now through this link, app.shopback.com slash wrestling podcast. All right, 
let's talk about the season premiere of Monday Night Raw and uh, Friday Night SmackDown, which we saw a few days ago. The biggest takeaway for me is the new Raw OBB because it's so Like I, I really love it. The song, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's entitled The Search and it's by an American rapper named NF. So I remember when that song came out, we played it in Wave. And I would just really have a great time putting it on the air because it really reminds you of when Eminem really uh, gives a crap about uh, about the lyricism and about his verses. He still gives uh, a crap about lyricism. It's just that well, it's lang yung delivery niya ngayon, nowadays. Yeah, uh, well, there was a time when he didn't give a crap and he was doing the accents wait, and the voices. Wait, wait, Stan, you might be confusing his, his enthusiasm with his age. Because he's si Eminem, eh. Medyo hypertensive na siya, eh. Hindi na siya pwede mag-sprack every, every crap, man. Ang yeah. natin siya, galit na siya for 30 years, eh. Tama na yun. <laughs> no, but uh, NF is really good. Uh, he's um he's not really on a lot of people's radars. Uh, he gets compared to logic a lot. Sorry, I know NF. Uh, wasn't he a... Sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he a Christian rapper? Or did he no, no, no. He doesn't identify as a Christian rapper. But he did come up from the Christian hip-hop scene. Like, don't you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Get, okay. He, he got featured on Christian hip-hop songs by other rappers. But he himself doesn't identify as a okay. Christian rapper. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard some of his stats. They're pretty good. And, and I, I am... I am ashamed to say that as a hip hop fan, the raw the raw intro was the first time I've heard an F. But it was really good though. The song is really good. Sobrang galing. Alam mo yung sinasabi nating big fight feel. Like whenever you enter a wrestling show or when you're heading into a big match, you're always looking for that big fight feel. And the search is one of those songs that really gets you in the big fight feel. Yung tipo pag narinig mo siya, sumumagsprak, sumumakipag-away. You want to get in someone's face. Lalo na when, when NF himself goes on that sprak verse where he just gets all multisyllabical and mixes the internal rhymes with the external rhymes. I'm getting all geeky here with uh, with, with the lyrics and shit, but it, it, it's really good. And yung, even the beat on its own, sobrang bagay niya as a backing track for when the announcers are running down the card. Sobrang ganda. I would say that The Search is easily a top three raw theme all time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, their, it's their first hip-hop theme. SmackDown has had hip-hop themes before. It's really It really comes off well for a wrestling program. So good on them. I wonder who made the decision to, to have this, but it couldn't have been easy. Yeah, yeah. Galing, galing. Um, I'm loving that some of our listeners are also familiar with NF. Sina Jace, Julio, a- Admin Angelo, Ezekiel, they know their stuff. So good, good on you. Um, See, NF has actually had... Um... One or two mainstream tracks that I yes. remember playing on the radio when I was a JJ. So you probably uh, played wow, Let You Down. Oh, yeah. I am familiar with NF and I know that he has Christian uh, origins. Oh, yeah, I think uh, Let You Down came out, if not late 2017, early 2018. So he's been around yeah. for a couple of years in the mainstream. I blame Spotify for not putting him in my algorithm. <laughs> so a lot of the guys on the comment section are actually giving you a good set of recommendations. So Time, oh, hi. I will listen why, to that. Let you down, you and those are when I grew up. Those are his uh, bigger singles aside from the search. So there, check that out. That's actually my pick of the week. Pangungunahan ko na. If if you haven't checked out his music, especially that song, the search, go watch the music video and then go watch again yung yung opening theme ng ng raw that final cut. Uh, it's pretty good. Aside from that, though, not much else was pretty good on this week's episode of Raw, as usual. Retribution took a big loss to the Hurt Business, which is is not a good sign for a faction that they're trying to build as a serious threat. That was ilupakan pa sa nila the feed. So yes, 
I don't so even I know don't... anymore, man. Yeah. It's like they're, they're it's like they're, sorry, I'll take this one. I'll ch- chime in for a bit. It's like they're taking a step back and realizing how big a mistake this whole retribution business was. It's it's like they're it's like they're thinking twice with everything they do with regards to retribution storyline. Because they started out so hot with the whole we are anti establishment. We want to bring down the corporation. You know, we want to fight the man. Uh, not Becky Lynch, the company. But now it's it doesn't even make sense. They just ate a big loss to the hurt to both the hurt business, who is more over than ever now, and to uh, the fiend who just made his raw debut. So I don't, I really don't know what's happening. Si Dijak pa yung tap out. Oh, a big guy like Dijak tapping out, right? So I'm gonna say Kawawa yung mga guys, especially si Ali. Uh, the guys cause can be redeemed because they're not really their original selves, right? They're under a mask and everything. But Ali is Ali, right? And it sucks because if you're if you're the WWE and you're realizing that the retribution was a mistake, why are you taking it out on them? Shouldn't you be uh, making up for the bad decisions you've made surrounding retribution? Uh I mean, uh, so Aaron asked, uh, what can you say about Ali's promo? Is it a week too late to cut that promo? Yeah, a bit, but it's still, I know, it's still okay. It's only been two weeks, so okay lang. He cut a promo last week a little bit, but it's still fresh, I would say. So okay lang. Also, what, what's really late is him owning up to the fact that he was back. <laughs> That's super late. But I appreciated that they tied up that loose end. Yeah, See, uh, everybody... normally you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get that yeah. at all. I, and I think the fact that Mustafa Ali was one of the people involved, it, it yeah. really says a lot about the commitment niya to storytelling. Yeah. Also, so in... also oh, I like, sorry, go. sorry, I like how they still tied it up. Say at this point, even oh before they cut the promo, it was just speculation. People were just saying that he was the SmackDown hacker and this was his motivation. Performing retribution, there was an unofficial statement, quote unquote. So at least we were given that closure, right? which is something you rarely get in the yeah. WWE. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, closure yeah. din naman yano, anonymous GM, di ba si Hornswoggle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying hey to Gimme Buckets, who is chiming in once again on Kumu. What's up, Gimme Buckets? Uh, he says that the, por- the promo was pointless after losing to the Fiend and getting beat down by the Fiend. Yeah, actually. Uh, it shouldn't have been after the loss of the fiend. Yeah, I, I really hate that they sent the fiend pa after retribution. It's bad enough, diba, na inupaka na sila no hurt business. And then you get the fiend involved. Like, the fiend essentially has a blank slate because si Kevin Owens and Dunas SmackDown. Braun Strowman is there, yes. Naka, uh, they had a feud, but it's not like they're going to cross paths again anytime soon. So the fiend literally had a blank slate. And then they had to put him in, in a thing with retribution. And, and the worst part is. You have the fiend, retribution, and the hurt business all getting involved, and none of them are freaking baby faces. Uh-huh. Who the hell am Yo. I supposed to root for? <laughs> Yung pa. Yung pa. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna cheer for Alexa Bliss because she's in crush ko sa WWE, sure. But like the the other principal players, they're all basically heel. I think yeah. they haven't done. A, they really haven't done a great job in establishing what the roles of these players are. They just decided to just lump them all into one boat. And no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, it's just that it's not quite acceptable. So first, Retribution are the people attacking the WWE. So right. they are an outside force 
wreaking havoc in the WWE. Okay. Hurt Business is a heel faction that stood up for the company for because they get paid by the company. Okay. Uh, the Fiend, though, I don't know what he is in there for. <laughs> I don't know what his his stake is. But at least yung dalawa, medyo clear cut ng umpisa. It's just so, it just so happens that none of them were being portrayed as the baby faces. Yeah, because if you say that the Hurt Business might be the face of this scenario, then you have to dive into their rivalry with Ricochet and how they're trying to get him on his side, on their side, and he'll say that, right? So, uh, so, so they're, they're basically tweeners now. Or even, yeah, I, no, no, no. I, I don't think they're tweeners because uh, look at the segment with Titus O'Neil. Like, si Titus is like, oh yeah, I actually respect uh, you guys. Diba? So I want to yeah, join right. you guys. So, inupakan lang nila, diba? Para sobrang yeah. kupal nun. That's not a baby face thing to do. Kasi it's kasi not even an hero yeah, it's not an anti-hero thing. Diba pag tweener ka, anti-hero ka eh. Pero hindi. Jace actually pointed out correctly sa comments, parang pinapili ka between two bullies kung kanino ka magpapabully. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's so not sad. fun. Dave is asking, anong nangyari sa Raw Underground? Uh, I think it's been cancelled, bro. It's apparently it's been, been cancelled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. realized they were ripping off Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport, Bloodsport came and then showed them how to do it better. Yeah, and so now it's gone. Can they begin the promotion? Sila, sila babatunde. Sila, what's yeah, yeah, Dabakato. Dabakato, there we go. Dabakato, Riddick Moss, uh, Arturo Ruas, and uh, Big Jordan Omugbehin. I hope I'm uh, not butchering his name. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Omugbehin is the uh, new bodyguard of AJ Styles. And I think the question about this is, kailangan ba siya ni AJ? Uh, man, I don't know. Parang they're rushing him just because he's huge. And you know how Vince likes huge people. And at this point, AJ Styles isn't really the kind of guy that needs a bodyguard. He's, he's not terrible in the ring. He's not, I don't know, they're not pushing him to be a heel. I mean, a, a, chicken a, shit heel. Eh. Chicken shit heel, yes, exactly. You know who would have oh, needed Jordan? Tina. Sammy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Sammy Zayn would have been the perfect character to pair with Jordan Omugbane. Just because sure. that's the DNA of Sammy Zayn right now. He doesn't right. like to wrestle. He hides behind uh, whoever he can hide behind. He's a cheater. Uh, Sammy would have been perfect. But I'm not complaining too much. It's been a week. And uh, from what we've seen with Jordan getting involved in AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle, okay lang. I appreciate his presence. Then again, if you're going to have AJ have a heavy with him, then you probably shouldn't have let go of Gallows and Anderson. That's true, exactly. Yumpa. Yumpa. Uh Gimme Bucket uh, says uh, sorry, Gimme Bucket says here on Kumu, AJ to AJ and Jordan is to D- Batista and Devon. Or Devon and Batista. I'm gonna say, okay, the thing is the reason why they hot shotted Jordan to the main roster is because they didn't want to show how terrible he was on NXT. So parang you hide a weak spot with a huge ass lie. And I don't think, well, he's kind of young, but I don't think he has the ceiling of a Batista right now. And I feel like we won't see him do anything really significant for the weeks to come. Like he'll just be this menacing figure. He's not even a heater. I wouldn't consider him a heater in a sense because he's just there standing ringside, right? So it's just a presence that is using essentially AJ Styles' heat. To put himself over, uh, I think that's the end game for this. They they see this Vince sees a Vince type guy, and he wants to put him over. And what better way to do that than to pair him with one of the 
hottest wrestlers in your company. So I I feel like it'll be some time before we actually see some actual wrestling from Mr. Omobay. But uh, until then, we'll just have to wait. If there's anything I'm hopeful for, it's the fact that WWE has mga, a really good big men in their ranks in uh, among the producers. You have Mark Henry, you have Abyss, uh, guys who can train uh, someone as green as as uh, Big Jordan to, to hopefully um, be comfortable in the ring. And you know, yeah, I mean, especially their head coach Matt Blue, who is a very known big guy, also a very good big man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, there, there's that hope. And, you know, it's not like they're touring anyway. So, everything is in Florida. Uh, speaking of Florida, we saw the news from this morning that apparently the city government, Tamaba, is investigating yung mga COVID hotspots. Or is it Orlando's? Uh, is it Florida's government as, as a state? I'm not sure because city, I just saw that the Orlando venues were being, uh, were being investigated. But the thing is, the investigation's focus is more on bars. Local bars is apparently they're open, but the Amway Arena, the NXT Arena in full sale, and the Performance Center is still part of that uh, investigation. So hopefully, nothing nothing too bad is found and they don't get shut down. Because if all of those venues get shut down, so I'm not show on WWE, right? So yeah, not just that. Land. Literally, a lot of people lose their jobs. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and we just went through one of the worst cuts in WWE history. So it's it's pretty bad. Like on one hand, you want people to be safe, but on the other hand, you also don't want people to lose their jobs. So it's it's really a tricky situation nowadays. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that the WWE is rich, so they have an out if should they choose to use it. But yeah, uh, uh, Jake Hager was very snarky about it when he uh, quote tweeted Stephanie McMahon a few hours ago. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get to AEW in a bit. Let's finish off with WWE's uh, NXT. So uh, there's an update on the Finn Balor injury situation. So apparently he's not going to be sidelined, which means that he will not be stripped of the NXT championship. Shepre Jahirin, because Karrion Cross was just stripped of the title, which is why Finn became NXT champ in the first place. And speaking of Cross, um, if you've been following him on social media, there are videos of him working out now. So oh, it could be a sign that Karrion Cross will be back sooner than we think. Karrion Cross was lifting two girls, full-size women, in uh, a gym in Brazil. So if that was it. Sorry? Sanol. <laughs> but no, he was, he, was, he was lifting them in, a, in some sort of basket weight contraption. Yeah, a it's gym. a jungle gym. It's a jungle gym in Brazil. So if that doesn't speak to how well he's doing now, I don't know what does. I can't yeah, actually, wait. I thought that he didn't need to be stripped of the title, but at least better safe than sorry. It seems as though he doesn't need to be stripped of the championship because it's only a jaw injury that is already being repaired. So just take, just take time off and maybe figure out who the new number one contender is for the tournament or some shit like that. And before you know it, he'll be back for good. Yeah, and who my, knows? Baka yung uh, return act ni Karrion Cross is he just demolishes Finn. <laughs> my question yeah. is, if they did have to strip Finn, who would they put the belt on? Like, who's left? Uh, who, I would say Champa's not doing anything. So probably him. Yeah, he could All be right. a big bad, diba. Or putting Johnny yeah. ulit. Right. Johnny as no, a heel. Uh, Johnny is anyway, firmly entrenched in the North American scene. I think he's winning it at Halloween Havoc, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Johnny Kasa has been floating around, you know, right. between feuds with uh, 
Jake Atlas, Damon Priest, Shayna even. So I think they could pluck him up right there and make him champion if they really wanted to. Jackie says, bottom line, the NXT championship is cursed. Oh, naman. Sinakamura di naman na injury. Yeah, Samoa Joe di naman na injury. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you sure about <laughs> that? No, he was. He was. He was. Not, not during his reign. Not during okay, his not during his reign. Fine, after fine. the reign. After the yeah, reign. Yeah. Many, many also, saying what's up to, also saying what's up to JK. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Chino, may kumu shoutouts ka ba on your end? Yes, a bunch of people just dropped by the stream saying what's up to Marlon Ilagan, Kathleen Joyce and Antonio. Norman Kalalo, Rapis Mary24. Hello to all of you guys. Also, Sabadi Prince RJC, Joseph Park is greater than Big Jordan. Actually, this yeah. He's talking about Better, uh, Jordan. Joseph Park is retired, sir. <laughs> all right. So, see, Nico Gomez also sent us a Carlito clap. Hey, hey, thank you. Nico Gomez. For, for all the love you guys are showing on Kubu. Thank you so much. Please keep smashing those hearts. Naka 3,000 hearts at tayo, guys. Yay! Pass na yan. All right. Uh, we'll get to more shoutouts in a bit. Let's talk about AEW. Um, honestly, there's not much to talk about, which is really sad. Because they just had their anniversary show. And we were so excited. That, oh, baka na, they're going to change the status quo. Something different is going to happen. And womp womp. No titles, were, uh, no titles changed. All right. <laughs> We got worked. Uh, I will say I got worked. Okay. <laughs> this this is this is Ember Moon all over again, man. This is Ember Moon all over again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, can you really blame us? Because it's a big show, eh? and we'll have pay per view until uh, until the next month, right? Fair. Uh, there's like what three or four more weeks till the next pay per view. So, could you really blame us for thinking that something was gonna change? Coding on another TV. Eh? Right. So here's I, my I'm question. Really sad. Okay, go sorry, go question. Did they miss the boat here on switching titles? Like, is it too late to do it down the line? Uh, no, no, man. I don't think so. Uh, which title? Ba? And, uh, uh, have you, let's talk about the AEW championship. Like, did they have to, did they have to keep it on Moxley? Can they still put it on somebody else later on? I wanted it to be Lance Archer for real because I thought really thought it was his time. Right. But yeah. apparently they want to do the feud with Eddie Kingston. So I don't know whom Nagoinson champion. Oh but they're doing the whole uh the AEW version of Eddie Kingston's involved stable. Well for me, I, I really want it to be Archer's time as well. But if that's not in the cards, then sign us Eddie Kingston now. Because I'm honestly tired of seeing Mox as champion. I'm at that point. Uh, it's been, what, eight months since Revolution. And for some reason, parang nag-resonate na sa akin yung promo ni MJF about Dictator John. Like, I feel it now. <laughs> okay. But like, when, when yeah, I see John is... Moxley eliminate a contender, I'm like, tangin na siya na naman. <laughs> I don't know. I None of the guys, kasi, I'm, not even Eddie Kingston is a pick for me to win the championship. It really should have been Lance Archer for me. Yeah, that's, the, that's another problem. Because every other credible boss that they've built has been defeated by, by Mox. So now, who, who else? Diba? Who's going to step up? And AEW hasn't done yung mga multi-man matches. Eh. That's another problem. Mm-hmm. The fact na puro singles matches lang, talagang convincing na, oh, okay, he defeated Brody. He defeated Brian Cage. He defeated Lance Archer. So what's it going to take to defeat Mox na magka-multi-man and you know, somebody like Ricky Starks comes in and pins John Moxley? I'm not taking a crap on Ricky Starks. It's just that, He's Ricky Starks. He's not a big boss, unlike Cage or unlike Archer. 
if it's not Archer, it's got to be Cage, but they have to build Cage up first. The I, I'm not a fan of the FTW Championship because mostly because it's unofficial. I don't know if any 90s ECW marks would disagree with that, but I do think that Cage needs a championship that is sanctioned by the company. And wasn't there uh, wasn't there sorry, news that they were going to make the title official? No one. No one. I don't think so. Okay. What I was gonna bring up was the fact that they have this eight-man tournament set up, diba? Which, based on the bracket, looks like it's gonna lead towards Hangman versus Omega for the finals. It's it. That's good. I I don't mind. Um, I think maybe heel Kenny wins and then he ends up challenging Mox. So, uh, that's another potential contender for you. But my gripe now is, what is the point of having a tournament where you have eight guys na in announced out of nowhere? When you have a freaking power ranking system that oh, you've been man. touting as your uh, difference maker compared yeah, to yeah, WWE, yeah. what's yeah. the point of the power ranking yeah, system? They, now? they really keep forgetting about the rankings. It's not just the world championship scene; it's also the tag team championship. Someone right. brought it up. Now, why why do you draw balls out of a tumbler if uh, if you have power rankings, Siba? So yeah, oh, they did that. They did that during this episode with the box. Exactly. Though, exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because I. Like I've come to really love AEW. Remember the old days when we were in the studio and I would take a big dump on Dynamite? Like I've turned yeah. around. And I really believe in the product. But they're just really disappointing me with these leaps in logic. So, so I, it, I just it, wish they'd do better. I, agree. I I see where you're coming from and I feel the same way. And honestly, I can only really point my finger at the storytelling. Whoever is in charge of designing the story for their product because it's really messy. It's, it's really not linear at all. There is no direction because of, especially when you include stuff like EW Dark and being the elite into the mix. It's a lot of different strands going into different directions. And it's, it's, very, it's very confusing for me. It's, it makes everything so hard to follow. I will say that. COVID is partly to blame for the recent mess that they're in. The only reason that they pivoted to Eddie Kingston right now is because he took that opportunity after Lance Archer was sidelined with COVID. Right? So it's like a Kofi Kingston moment for Eddie Kingston. Oh, King Kingston. So <laughs> I think once uh, the show's norm or the situation normalizes, there might be some more linear storytelling, some more consequential storytelling. Sana, sana no other wrench gets thrown into their plans. Yeah. Uh, Admin Angelo is saying in the comments, in terms of booking, WWE equals AEW right now. End of discussion. I disagree because AEW at least knows how to build a heel stable, see Dark Order, see Eddie Kingston and friends, whereas WWE gave us retribution. End of discussion. I think they both have their their weak spots. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest the biggest flaw right now is that it seems as though there is no big focus for the entire product. Just a few, um, just on a few spots that are doing the better are doing better than others. And you grab with this new Eddie Kingston faction. I know we don't want to dwell on this for very long, but it doesn't really make sense for me. To oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It that's it doesn't make sense for me to have a faction led by a guy who just showed up out of nowhere, essentially. Uh, the boss, Eddie Kingston, made his debut, and then for all of a sudden, he got a rocket push. It's not like he's a new dude or one of the fresher faces in the company. He's actually been a vet for the longest time. So 
I don't understand why they all of a sudden love the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade and now Ali apparently, okay, the Bunny into one stable. Only to only the only way I see this making sense is, is him trying to bring over his evolved stable, sort of. Which hey, it's still it's still very confusing. And David on stables. Oh, hold on. I, I mean, oh, I'm not complaining. I, I love my stables. I just I just want the stables to make sense. Like you're right. The inner circle is another bunch of ragtag group of guys that when you see them at first glance they don't you don't understand why these five specifically are together right but the yung ano well in dark order at least we unifying themes to the but who else who else well you have the elite team Taz is also, also oh, yeah, kind of random is also random hmm. you can't think that's the one they managed by Taz so it's that's your unifying factor right there but I, I get what you're coming from where you say that tag group of Wrestlers doesn't necessarily make for a bad stable. I'm just saying, do we need another one of those in, in, a, in a company where there are about five different stables now? I mean, New I Japan just, has multiple stables. So, uh, do they want to be New Japan? Is that where they're coming? Yeah, from? I think I think that's what they want to do. Um, they want to be represented by a bunch of stables. I don't mind the many stables. I just wish they were better thought of and they were more hardworking. Yeah. All right, let's get to you. Cage Fighter movie, the John Moxley. Since we're still on AEW, have you seen it, Chino? I have not, but I've caught the trailer over the weekend. Um, and essentially, it's John Moxley playing John Moxley. <laughs> Although, <laughs> so, oh, uh, he's the actually he's the main protagonist. Okay, or, okay. So it is a John Moxley vehicle. <laughs> uh, it's it's essentially a Rocky movie. Uh, it's a weird storyline. It's a Rocky movie set in the MMA world, where oh, the yeah. MMA guy finally becomes champion and as his next challenger decides to fight a pro wrestler. Right. <laughs> a backwards thinking. Child. So what is it? Jacobs by Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. Yes, yeah, Wait, yeah, who, who is the pro wrestler? Is, is Moxie it's, the pro wrestler? John Moxie, he they actually used footage from AEW okay. in the trailer. So oh, he's, okay. so he's really so, playing himself. So, so it's, like, not, it's like it's like so wrestling the, in... It's like wrestling in Tekken. Like they're treating right. wrestling as an actual fighting style. Right. It actually it's pretty weird because they use footage from AEW. He dresses in his AEW gear, but he isn't built as John Moxley. He's built as Randy Stone. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not shitting on the movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't really tell. But a lot of other guys are in this film. Chuck the Bell. Also, Christian is also in this movie. Uh, yeah, I know and as well as Gina, Gina Jershon from the 90s, for all you old people like me. Uh, she's also in this movie. But yeah, this is, it's, again, it's a, very, it's a very ridiculous premise, but it's so worth watching. You're a wrestling fan. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Kumu shoutouts, Hell in a Cell predictions, and quick thoughts on the PWI Women's Top 100. Hey there, I hope you're all doing well today. My name is Kara, and just dropping by to let you know that I too have my own podcast. It's called After 30 with Kara Erigel. I talk about love, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. So when you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and check out mine. Again, it's After 30 with Gara Erigel, available wherever you get your podcasts. See you there! 
Alright, let's get to some Kumu shoutouts, Chino. So, sabi ni user 5553263 and his name is John Cena. Guys, he's been he's been belting out, you know, random uh entrance <laughs> theme lines on on the chat. Uh, so anyway, see let's say what's up to Sam Piano Lovely, Sam Bagon 6666, Michael Balbuena and Don't M3. Saying what's up to all of you. Thank you for joining us, guys. Again, please keep smashing those hearts. They are super important. Thank you for joining us at Kubo. All right, all right. Before we get to the predictions, uh, Ezekiel is asking something we should have addressed a little while back. So Ben Carter is apparently signed with NXT UK. Miro was the one who spoiled this on his Twitch stream by saying that he's gone over to the quote-unquote dark side. <laughs> what do we think about it? Um, it's another guy lost to the WWE machine, but if it means that he gets paid for his wrestling and he's a damn good wrestler, then we're all for it. I think wrestlers deserve to get paid. Kai Papano. And I, actually, sorry, I actually watched the news video a while back on, as to the predicament Ben Carter was in because he was wrestling under an expired work visa with AEW. He wasn't actually paid for the last few appearances that he had for the company. So, and since it's COVID, he's getting a harder, it's getting harder and harder for him to get the work visa. So by wrestling for the NXT, for NXT UK, sorry, uh, it actually not only relocates him back to his home country, it also allows him to actually work and get paid. So yeah, Again, WWE machine and all that. We've been over that before. Yes, but if there's more opportunity for them, for him rather, uh, on in his own home turf, then I'm all for it. Man, it's all about you know getting by these in these dark, dark times. And so, yeah. if that's the way to do it, you do it. They're really lucky in a British because uh, they have a British promotion yes. for him, and they right. kind of need more people on NXT UK after uh, the speaking out movement. You know, uh, forced them to let go of people like Travis Banks and Lejero. Or Ligero. Yeah. JK is asking or saying that nakakatawarin yung logic ng WWE that they split up tag teams, especially the Iconics, only to have Peyton team up with Lacey what? Evans randomly <laughs> on Raw. Yeah, that, that's yeah. basically it. You hit the nail on the head. Yep. What, uh, so what else can we say? I think everyone who saw it had the same reaction that what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Yeah. I think it's Peyton yung din inisip eh. So... <laughs> Okay, uh, you've let's got get to, to be our... joking that was saying. You've got to be joking me. Jerking. You're joking. Uh let's get to our predictions for Hell in a Cell. And as of now, Wednesday night here in the Philippines, there are only four matches that have been announced. And guess what? Three of them are inside the cell. <laughs> Three hells in a cell, if you will. Yeah, this is bad. This is very bad. Um I'm gonna I'm assuming, here. Yeah, assuming uh, me announces SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really don't like the idea of three Hell in a Cell matches over three hours. Like, good God, if, if you really want us to be tired of the freaking match type, you've done it. And I haven't even gotten to the pay-per-view yet. We, we don't need Drew versus Randy in the cell. If I had mm-hmm. to take one out, that's the easy answer. Because the ambulance match was enough of a storyline ending gimmick as it was. Okay, na yun eh. You had the resolution there already. Drew should have moved on. And Randy should have moved on. But you know we are where we are. Because sayang, um, Bailey Sasha deserved the cell or deserves the cell. Roman J deserves the cell and the additional I quit stipulation. So I'm just really frustrated. Nah, God, really, I'm gonna have to sit through three cell matches. <laughs> <One> per hour. 
Baka papatayin ni Randy Orton yung ilaw. That's why they need to sell it. And he brings back the goggles. <laughs> he the in the chair. And that's why like, the uh, Captain there. Cold. Yeah, that's why the cell is there. I don't know, man. Jackie okay, says that... Sorry, Jackie says that it doesn't make this the cell stipulation special anymore. Well, sister, matagal nang ano, matagal nang hindi siya special. Yes, I think um, the the stipulation matches as soon. Maybe Money in the Bank is an exception, but I I feel like whenever they get their own pay per view, the water down their specialty no, no match. Oh, hindi naman. Look at yeah. the Royal Rumble. The Rumble well, is that special. Was, that was an OG, though. That's an OG. That's an OG. Right? Okay, uh, example ni Chino. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is no, special. I said, I said that it was an exception, right? But Hell in Cell, Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules. TLC. Are any of these TLC. things to look forward to? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ano, excited ako for TLC and Stairs. Oh, that, that hasn't been a thing since, what, 2017? Since the last time the Big Show did it. That's the last time it was significant. <laughs> yeah, that was 2013. Uh, <laughs> 2013 Jesus Christ yeah alright uh, let's predict this since we're done uh, whining about the abundance of Hell in a Cell matches uh, Drew versus Orton I think this is Drew's just because I don't think Randy Orton's gonna win the title soon anyway sana naman no sana naman <laughs> yeah same I mean I don't know why it's a thing but okay okay let's get to the fun stuff your number one in the PWI Women's Top 100 Bailey defends against Sasha Banks Inside Hell in a Cell. Will Sasha finally win the SmackDown Women's Championship here? Yeah, I think this is a story that was designed for Sasha to come out on top of. So, talagang, they cannot screw us here because this is, this is the right time. They built for this. I feel like they're going to lengthen this process a little bit. It's already been so long. I know, but I, I feel like they will make it longer. Like, like, because no. WWE. Yes, only because WWE. <laughs> And you're forgetting Mandalorian season two comes out next week, so I'm pretty sure I'll take up the new time you know, with all the press that she has to do, right? Well, oh, she, she's gonna do press, press from home. Oh, she's gonna Hold do press on. from home. And, 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 it's, it's still time out, diba? No, what better way to promote the show than by having a women's champion I on don't it? Think that matters because it's not like both worlds crossover. It's not a lot of crossover between Star Wars fans. And pro wrestling fans or WWE fans, and that, like so, I, I feel like because WWE, because of her burgeoning showbiz career, maybe might walk away with it. Ako, Sasha, ako. I, I choose to believe uh, it's because be Sasha. it's Sasha Banks. It, I don't, it I don't, I don't want uh, late twenty thirteen, early twenty fourteen Daniel Bryan run for Sasha here. She has to win now. Yeah, uh, same. Chaka, you need to give Sasha her fangs back. Because remember, she doesn't really win in the big matches. Right. She didn't win in the cell when she was first there. She's never won the SmackDown Women's title, number two. Number three, every time she's had to defend a singles championship, she So by giving her a win of this magnitude inside the cell to conclude or to hit the crescendo of this very long story that they've managed to tell will kind of give her some of her teeth back. So I'm really hoping that they do the right thing and book Sasha to win here. Okay, uh, let's go to the third cell match. It is an I Quit Hell in a Cell match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. 
Okay, uh, this one didn't take as long, obviously, as Bailey Sasha. But I think na earned pa rin siya just because of the family element and right. because of how how twisted the storytelling is. Like, if you watched the last episode ng SmackDown, you could see Roman Reigns saying, I love you, while still hitting him. Parang sobrang dark nun kasi Roman is clearly in the wrong, pero in his heart of hearts, naniniwala pa rin siya na siya yung tama. So that's when you know that you have a real villain na super compelling because he believes he's correct, but everybody else sees na, no, you're the asshole. At this point, Jay isn't winning this at all. Like, there's no way Jay is winning this. But they've taken, they've played up the emotion to such great levels. Like, who thinks of this? Like, but how, how come you don't think of this for all the stories? <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, and I, I, I agree. And I feel like this is what will, I feel like this will lead to the teased stable or the suspected stable that's supposed to be led by Roman Reigns. They're supposed to have to give him a stable a heel faction for the SmackDown side of things. And if it does happen this way, then I'm all for it. What are the chances that Jimmy Uso interferes and turns on Jay? No, he's hobbled. I don't think he can do that. Yeah, he's still walking on one leg. No, I'm, I'm just thinking because there's, uh, there's a lot of I wish you died in the womb potential here. No, I don't think they're turning on each other if ever they're turning together. Yeah. Feeling they end up working for Roman oh. as part of the skill faction. That yeah, th- that's actually what I want to see. I-, I-, I want to see how they get there. Because now it's inconceivable, right? given the way that the alignments are, given the way the story has gone. Like, why would this guy all of a sudden start working for the tribal chief? But, you know, um, I'm-, I'm willing to be part of the ride here. Sabi Jimmy Buckets, Nikki turned on Bree. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that anymore. We saw yeah. that before. Yeah, please no. Please no. Yeah, don't, we, don't. we got I Wish You Died in the Womb once. We don't uh, want it again. Uh, talent is not no, sexually, sexually transmitted. No, that's AJ Naman. That's AJ Lee. Uh, that's AJ to, to the Bellas, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the other confirmed match on Hell in a Cell that we have so far is Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I, it's interesting that ito pa yung unang na confirm sa non-cell matches, considering the fact that there have been other running storylines going on before the draft and before the season premiere. So okay, I don't know. I do I care about this? Not really. I mean, like, uh, really? yeah. Jeff, I, I Jeff Hardy's probably either. winning it. Jeff is probably. Oh, Elias, it. just because Elias returned lang. Yeah, I feel like Elias needs something to put him over. Oh, okay, yeah. First, first match probably. First match. Elias, first yeah. match back. Yep. Also, they keep they keep playing back to the to the whole. I didn't run you over, man. So far, I'm feeling though Elias needs some uh, sort of vindication, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. right. Uh, you have your other feuds going on that could uh, conclude in the cell or could um, lead to a, a match at Hell in a Cell. Otis versus Miz for Money in the Bank. Asuka versus whoever challenges her, whether that's Shayna or Nia or any of the other women on Raw. New Day versus Sheamus and Somebody, Street Profits versus Rude and Ziggler, AJ versus Riddle Ulet, Retribution versus The Hurt Business. Eh. Uh, yeah. I want to see Retribution in The Hurt Business, though. Like I'd like I, that. Again? Happen. Yeah, and maybe get the win. Sana. Uh, wishful thinking. Eh. I want to see Asuka take on Bianca Belair. They're on different brand. brands, bro. I'm okay with the brands. Yeah, so. Bianca's on SmackDown now. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I'm thinking about Asuka in the larger scheme of things 
Parang wala na siyang kalaban eh, di ba? Like, I don't see any... No naman. Uh, Shayna and I are actually stepping up. So you, you can see that they've planted the seeds there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, we saw that on Raw right after Asuka defeated Lana. Kaya lumabas si na Shayna and Naya, tapos nag-sprack sila and they beat up Lana to show na, yeah, we're more dominant than this challenger that you just had. So there, there's that. Julio is saying he's hyped for a potential Sasha Bianca match. I would, I would love that. We haven't seen that yeah. before, di ba? So why not? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jackie saying sobrang walang kwenta when Otis won Money in the Bank. I wouldn't say that just yet because it's only been half a year and they still have another half year to write this story out. Yeah. So, well, the, the thing that the thing that they have to do with Otis is to portray him as a legitimate threat, which they were doing back in Heavy Machinery. Like there wasn't anything wrong with him back in Heavy Machinery. It's just now that the shenanigans have been turned up, and that he hasn't been winning big, is that is how they're making him look weak. Yeah, and I think it also depends which champion he he challenges for, right? He's on SmackDown, tama, and and yeah, Tucker's yeah. on Raw. So the SmackDown champion is Roman Reigns, who doesn't look like he could even give two craps about Otis. So it also depends who's champion by the time Otis thinks of cashing in. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a story with a lot of moving parts, and I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss it just yet. I would actually like to see Otis Roman, because the, the, the story is ripe for a lot of emotions. Like, I, think they, I think Otis can switch a serious mode on against Roman. Because this Miz and Morrison... What they're just what your typical schoolyard bullies, right? Who right. you can you can't coy with, but Roman is the real deal. So I think if he steps up to Roman, they could write a really good underdog story if they really wanted to. Yeah, I I can totally see that happening. Okay, uh, let's close things out before pick of the week with quick thoughts on the PWI top one hundred. So um, the big news coming out of that is that Bailey's number one, and your top five is basically Asuka and the four horsewomen of pro wrestling. I'm not sure if this has ever happened before. Uh, I think it's an impressive list. Thunder Rosa was just on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Is at number 14. Nice, nice. You have five women's wrestlers in the top 10. Asuka, Shida, Riho, Io, and Mayu Iwatani of Stardom. Yeah, I mean, it's a women's list, right? The thing about... Okay, the thing about... I'm going to burst the... Wait, the, okay. The, wait, the, wait you said there were five female wrestlers? In yeah, so this, five this, Japanese wrestlers. Sorry. Oh. Uh, well, the thing is actually... Uh, I don't want. I kind of hate to burst the PWI bubble, but the list is ma- mostly based on kayfabe accomplishments. So, if you are the top women's wrestler in the biggest company, wrestling company in the world, then you are getting a top spot, no matter what other people think of you. Um, is that right? Is that correct? Is that uh, the right way to poll uh, all these wrestlers? I don't know, but it also kind of makes sense then. Yeah, you'll kind of see naman talaga eh, how based and dependent it really is on kayfabe when you look at the rankings of tag team wrestlers. Diba? For example, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, hindi magkalayo yung ranking nila because they were a tag team for majority of the year that poll covered. So their wins and losses, malamang, they're hand-in-hand, they're linked with one another, save for the random singles match that one of them would be in. So yun, uh, same with the men really. I guess it's a big deal if it's like a certain wrestler na nobody ever thought would be in the number one spot or like in, in a certain spot. But uh, just like Rose said, it's very much linked to kayfabe. So, you know, it is what it is. Also, shout out to Giselle Shaw. She ended up on the list in the late 80s yet. Fellow Filipino. 85. 85. There we go. And a bunch of other wrestlers. Blackheart is also there. Yeah, Rossi Blackheart is also on that list. So, Yeah, she's at 46. Or, uh, you know, I was actually th- looking for I know I was looking for Hana Kimura on the list because hey, this this list predates her passing, so I was kind of right. sad that she wasn't in the top 100. Yeah. Uh, Maybe because it other, was hard um, then to rank her. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's also fair. Uh, another Pinoy name, Shuri, from uh, Dona right. Del Mundo in Stardom. She's number seventy-eight. All right, nice. we're down to the end of the podcast, which means we have to give you our picks of the week. And I already, um, I already told you what mine was. It's the Search by NF, the new Raw theme song. So go check that out and go check out NF's other music. Right. Okay. My pick of the week is actually a little different this week. I like it when I get content that explains a significant moment in wrestling history. And this week comes to us from YouTube and one Chris Van Vliet. Um, it's a clip from his latest episode of his podcast where he talks to Matt Seidel, a.k.a. Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne actually discusses how he and Candy Orton came up with the one of the most memorable RKOs of all time. I feel like if there was an out-of-nowhere RKO list, this would be on the top, the very top of it. It was the RKO that was pulled out from when Evan Bourne was in mid-rotation for his shooting star press. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. If not, please check it out. It's on YouTube right now on his his channel, on Chris Van Vliet's channel. So it's a 12-minute video where they explain how they came up with it, why it was so important, and all that. All right. My pick of the week is the G1 Climax 30 Finals. So if you can catch it wherever you can catch it, go do that. It's a fun match. Uh, honorable mention is Josh Woods versus PJ Black from this week's Ring of Honor Wrestling TV. Uh, it's their semifinal match for a quarterfinal match for the ROH Pure Championship Tournament. So go catch that if you can. Yeah, PJ Black, great wrestler, not a great influencer. Please do not <laughs> listen to his uh, problematic takes on COVID because he is a COVID denier. Oh, boy. All right. Time for us to get out of here. So let's give you a couple of plugs before we say goodbye. First off, you can use our Lazada affiliate link whether or not there's a big monthly sale going on. So lahat ng mga gumagamit ng links namin, if that product gets checked out and if it gets delivered to your doorstep, we get a small commission out of that. Yeah, that counts. So part of that goes to us on the podcast. The other part goes to Podcast Network Asia. It keeps the lights on and helps us keep doing what we do. So thank you sa mga gumamit. At sa mga di pa gumagamit, please, please, uh, please use it. It's tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada. Again, tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada takes you straight to the app or to the site. Other stuff that we're plugging, we've got the episode with Tengu, which we recorded a couple of hours ago. That will be up on Spotify by Friday. And then next week, our audio only episode will feature ESPN 5's Carlo Pamintuan, one of the hosts of the PBA coverage over at ESPN 5. He'll, he'll be talking about the experience niya covering WrestleMania 35 in New Jersey and New York from last year. So now we're not any questions about that. If you have any questions, by the way, about uh, covering WrestleMania, you might want to send them our way at Wrestling2XPod. We'll forward them to Carlo and, and uh, ask him those questions during the interview. As for me, you can check out my podcast on Deck. I've got industry veteran Long Tall Howard of DZWB Superajo joining me. So that's uh, uh, he's been in radio since 1968. So that's a very very long career. And Marami kami, Howard. yeah, Marami kami pinag-usapan about the payola system and how radio DJs made a killing out of that. So go check out that episode. It's up on Spotify already. Uh, Chino, plugs on your end. Yes, Class Clown has a new episode dropping tomorrow, and I talk with one of my high school friends about sneakers and the sneaker industry and why it's such a big deal here in the country. It's with it's with Commonwealth brand manager Miguel Rocha as well as Comedy Manila's Chan Chan Kwan Singh. We talk about sneakers and sneaker heads and all things shoes on this week's episode. 
of Class Clown. It's on Spotify. Just type Class Clown or look for my name, Chino Liao. I'm going to catch that. Uh, before I get to my plug, uh, I wanted to address Ezekiel, who asked about EC3's ROH debut. debut. Hasn't happened yet. He just cut a promo. I will tell you when it happens. Anyway, uh, my plug, just on Twitch, as usual, twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy. Tonight, I'm going to be streaming Left 4 Dead 2 later on, uh, maybe in a couple of hours. And always read smarthenry.com. Oh, wait, I've got a, I've got an article coming out tomorrow about Suit Jericho or his heel run Don't. from 2008 to 2010. So if you like the character study I did on Roman Reigns, you'll enjoy this one because I break down the little nuances that he added to his character. Uh, see, see give me buckets, maybe. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Sabi ko lang. So give me buckets. Nakikipick of the week today. Sabi niya, it's pick of the week. is inner circle and MJF in the segment. So All right. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay naman. Pick of the week worthy naman. So pagbibigyan natin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, last plug. If you want a shout-out from me or from Ro, from uh, our other MSG brothers, Main Max and Chris Panzer, as well as JDL or Ken Warren, uh, go check us out on shoutout.com. So that's S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T.com. Book us. Uh, we'll, we'll answer your questions. I'll, I can teach you how to cut a promo, a basic promo. Uh, Ro can probably uh, give you some workout tips. And... Um, you know, if, if you want a shout out for somebody's birthday, anniversary, or if you want us to cuss somebody out, okay lang, book us, shoutout.com. Uh, you'll find our faces over there. All right? Kailangan namin ng pera, eh. pa- uh, pandemic budget tayo. <laughs> All right. Uh, huge thanks to Babyface producer Nikai and Babyface producer Sola for editing all of our podcasts. And thank you to everybody who's been listening to our content, who's been downloading, sharing, smashing the heart button, giving us yung mga halo-halo. Mga V-Cut Party and all the other gifts on Kumu. Thank you so much to everybody. My last minute, about uh, Chino from Kumu? Well, that actually just a few guys still joining us. Thank you for joining us, guys. I know this Kumu streams last a few hours, but we only got an hour and a half here. So thank you guys yeah. for joining us on Kumu. Oh, mahalin airtime. Eh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wednesday, 7 p.m. So follow us again uh, by next week at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Kumu. On Facebook, uh, it's facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On Twitter, if you want to uh, hit us up and just chat about wrestling, it's at Wrestling2XPod. At Row is Swar for Row. At Chino Supersized for Chino. And at underscore Stan C for me. That's it for this episode. We're out of here. Peace out and have a great rest of the week. Peace.